I remember saying to him, this is some trip, Sean Murray. This is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it's not a trip, Muggsy, it's, it's a tour. And I was like, no, but you know what I mean? He says, no, I don't. This season, the show is brought to you by Airgrid. They're the proud sponsors of the Under-20 All-Ireland Football Championship. Not only is Airgrid delivering a cleaner energy future for Ireland, they are invested in development of our most promising GA players and the managers that helped them to shine. Hello everybody, we're back for another episode of Corale Tomas in association with Airgrid. Airgrid are the title sponsor of the Airgrid Under-20 Football Championships, entering their ninth year as sponsor. Tonight I'm delighted to be joined by the, the great Larry Tompkins. And uh, Larry, it is great to have you on. How are you keeping? Not too bad, Tomas. Um, great, great to be on. Thanks very much. Uh, I've done a few Q&As with you before, Larry, and if there's anything, you're always straight to the point and honest, and it uh, is tis the right way to be. I, I suppose we were chatting just a second ago off air, Larry, about Teddy McCarthy, and it would be remiss of me not to, to, to mention the great man because I'm living in Cork a long, long time, and um, I know that the Cork people love their, their sporting heroes, and Teddy was a huge sporting hero. But talking to you there just before we came on, on a personal level, he was a, he was a great friend of yours as well as as what you went through on the, on the football field. Yeah, look, um, he was a brilliant um, brilliant player, as we all know. Like he was exceptional uh, to be able to play two sports at the highest of the levels that he was playing was just incredible. Like. Um, I think the biggest thing with Teddy was like that he was he was a very shy guy. He was a very unassuming guy. Um, he certainly uh, didn't realize to the extent of what he had done or what he had achieved or or didn't want to. He was just uh, a people's man, as you said. He the car people loved him. Uh, he loved his club, Glanmire and football, Sars and Hurling. Uh, club was always number one to him. Um, just an incredible guy, an incredible player to play with, uh, fantastic uh, leadership. Without him saying anything, he could produce performances, whether it was 15, 20 minutes of a game, where he would completely dominate. Um, certainly on the big occasions, he was a man apart, like, and he was a massive inspiration to all the lads and all the players on the team. And, I suppose when the when when the need was as greatest, he was always able to deliver. Uh, but probably got to know him a lot better even after finishing playing. And um, my admiration for him even extended further because he was a great family man, loved his kids, uh, loved his grandkids. Um, just uh, just just a brilliant guy, just a brilliant guy like that. Uh, uh, there was no airs and graces about him, and um, just we're all devastated, um, heartbroken. Uh, young man, fifty-seven, um, just incredible. Like, and uh, it's hard to believe. Like that, I won't be able to see him or meet him again. Uh, but his memory, his legacy, 
and he was just uh, just an icon. He just in similar, I suppose, in the way of people talk about Christy Ring to this day. I think Teddy McCarthy would be talked in the same vein uh, in in thousands upon thousands of years because his record, I think, uh, I don't think he'll ever be beaten. But a super guy, yeah. and uh, just just heartbroken. Yeah, well said. Um, there was one thing, like, and even when we were out the back, when we were growing up, Larry, I don't know if I said this to you before, when we were growing up, Kerry were actually coming to the end of their successful run. And that time when we were, I don't know what age, 11, 12, 13, it was, it was Cork and Meath. And then after that, you had the, the Northern teams. But that time up, we'd, we'd, we didn't have a huge, big, long field of a garden, but we did have a wall and we'd be jumping up. He had, and when we were jumping, you wouldn't be saying any of the Kerry fellas, it was, it was Teddy Mack. He had some lip for a ball, didn't he? Yeah, he was, uh, that was his biggest, I suppose, attribute. That was his exceptional skill that he had. Like, he was a guy of five foot ten. Um incredible strength though like people didn't realize he he he, he had she's like he, he his his arms his legs were so strong like if you if you took a bang off him you'd, you'd know all about it like um but like i played center forward most of the time that time sometimes i played midfield from at times with teddy uh but sure like when he was in the area when the ball went out that time sure i never jumped for the ball in the air because i'd be only wasting my time um Teddy would Teddy's feet would be on your shoulders like and um he, he had just an incredible leap and he was able to kind of uh, you know the brilliant I suppose you, you see Ronaldo playing soccer the way he's able to hang in the air. Like Teddy was able to hang in the air like and I suppose, you know, just just brilliant pictures have gone around over the last few days. Um and Archie uh, before the funeral at the funeral they were they were on his coffin. Uh, of those leaps and um, he was asked one day about um, one of those leaps I think it was in Wexford actually in Harlan uh, he caught a magnificent ball and uh, he was asked Teddy Jesus, uh, what height were you up there at that time do you think well he said I couldn't really judge because that photo he said was taken I was on my way down that time so uh, <laughs> that was Teddy he had great he had great weight about him to us you know what I mean so uh, just a brilliant, just a brilliant guy to be with. Like he was great. Um, he was great company. He was um, he was a passionate guy. He was um, you know, there was a no, he was no nonsense type of guy. Like he'd tell you straight out. Like and you know, he made it quite clear. Like at the time of the strike when it was going on in Cork, like where he stood, and uh, and everybody knew where he stood in relation to that. And uh, he wasn't afraid. He never he never hid behind any bush. And uh, just as I said, just a, just a great guy. Just a guy that I just love because of his honesty and his, his endeavour. Like You could sense, whatever it is, you could sense in the in the fans and the supporters, uh, they just all loved him. You know, there was an affinity there with him and he had that respect. Um, huge loss. And as you said, Jesus, for, for somebody at 57, strange enough, party was 57 as well when he died and it's just it's it's that's life you know it puts things into perspective um can i get back to to football larry were you always football mad 
say, Kildare growing up? Was it all football when you were young? Yeah, it was all it was all football. I I I went, I suppose, to the local primary school in Ratmore. Um as you can imagine that time, like in the in the in the early seventies, like uh, there wasn't an awful lot of competitions like for for underage. Uh, I think the, the 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 first underage I played was a an under eleven uh competition. Um but there wasn't too much going on, like uh you you my biggest thing and I suppose Without me, without me even noticing at the time, was uh, I had a family of seven, uh, two girls, five boys. I was the youngest of seven, um, and we didn't have an awful lot. Like we, 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 you know, as I said in my book, I, I grew up with, you know, no electricity, um, no TVs, um, just going out into the farmer's field and the local neighbours and the people that was around gathered. To just kick football and um, without me even knowing it, like that's that's where I really learned and that's where I really got, as I was playing it and like even though I was the youngest in my family, it was outdoor out there in those fields like there, there was there was no mercy like <laughs> you 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 had to be you had to be able to stand up for yourself and um, I had a, I had a lot of tough brothers like they were um, they wouldn't be afraid to 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 knock you about the place so. Um, Everybody was, a, you know, a bit proud to win the ball. And I suppose, as I said, you know, that's really where I kind of, without me even noticing, that's really where I kind of just, just got going at, really. I, I, it is hard being the youngest in a way because if the older lads used to hit me, I'd take it out on Mark, who'd be smaller than me. You had nobody to take it out on, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, I should look. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're when you're young, you, the people say you, you, you know you were looked out to the best. But should look, we, we didn't. You know, before we, my mother and father were great people, were great workers, and you know, like like a lot of people, like a lot of families that time, like there wasn't much there. Um, so like if you had, if, if we had an old ball, and we, we that's all we had, and um, you know there was a there was a man up the road, um, a guy called Bat Finnegan, and. He, he was he was originally from Kilkenny and he he had a few he had a few hurlies now a few of the hurlies now were, were were fairly battered and bruised but um, we used to go up there and you know like everything else like if if, if hurling was on the TV you'd be up there and you'd be scalping away at hurling and in the field and if it was football that was on you'd be you'd be you'd be scalping away at the football and the neighbours would come together and we'd have a we'd have a match together and sure. We, you could be playing from from five o'clock in the evening of a Sunday evening after listening to the matches on the old radio, uh, from Michael O'Hare, and you'd be going out and like that. Now you'd be you'd be you'd be you'd be mentioning names that were on the radio, and you'd be hoping someday that, you know, maybe there might be a chance that uh, you could be on that radio. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how it started. It was a very innocent way, and and. Um, as I said, we, 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 I suppose the upbringing and, 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 and I suppose facing things head on and um, challenges became, you know, no big deal. Like you just got on with it, you know. Was there, um, nowadays young fellas have access to everything. You throw on whatever it is, social media, they have access to any games back along. That time, you, it would have been hard enough to, to, to see your own heroes. Was it going to matches, Larry, or did you see them, or was it just hearing about fellas on the radio or seeing the odd clip on television, 
or did you go to see who were the big names that you would have looked up to at the time? Who were the big names around in the early 70s? Yeah, um, I suppose initially it was, you probably don't remember, Tomas, you, you, you probably had all the, the good stuff, but uh, I remember um, I remember the old brown radio, uh, the big brown radio that we congregated up in, in this man's uh, house, Bat Finnegan's house, and all the neighbours would congregate up there, and he was the first man to have the big old brown radio, and, and Michael O'Hare would be commentating on the games, and... Um, Sure, look, we were engrossed in, 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 in the games. And I suppose at the time, Kildare were, 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 were quite a good side. Like They got to a lot of Leinster finals that time uh, in football, and uh, particularly again, Offaly. Uh, but my first introduction in going to games would have been, you know, my father bringing me on, on, on the bus. Like we, we never had any transport. We'd, we'd have to walk about three miles to, to the bus and, and get on the bus then, the old number 65 bus, and now forget, and into Dublin and, and I suppose my first guy that I really kind of took notice of it in football was was a guy called Tony McTeague from Offaly. He, he kind of had his used to be his head to one side, and he was a he was a brilliant free taker. I I just jeez, I'd be free. He used to be so precise on it, and I just kind of got to kind of be following him a, a good bit and 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 looking at him. And uh, then we'd go. We went to Holland finals that time. I used to love. Wexford and Kilkenny and the Leinster Hurling final, and she's the the Belton used to be incredible. Like you'd be, you'd be afraid in the stand, not alone on the pitch. Like you know what I mean? And the 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 the, the guys like Tony Dorden, like Jesus, like Tony was, Jesus, the the crowded rock. Like when 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 it, when the ball committed to square and and Tony Dorden would get the ball and Jesus, to be about six men on his back and he'd still carry them into the goal line and and and, and get a goal. Like he was just a horseman, man. Like. Um, they were probably two very inspirational players, and and like there was a guy to play with Kildare, like and I always say like that, geez, he was if there was ever a, a kind of a, a mirror image of a Mike Sheehy, uh, a Mike Sheehy was some player, uh, was a guy called Tommy Carew in Kildare, she's like what a genius of a footballer, like, and 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 people don't ever really mention him, like, uh, but he was in that, he was in that kind of. A style of of Mike Sheehy, incredible class, like. But I suppose got really no protection that time, like, and you know the 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 Iron Man from 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 Road, Paddy McCormack used to used to used to take him out a good few times, and uh, they were bloody hard games, like they were bloody. You were watching these games, and and uh, Jesus, like you'd be saying to yourself, you know, if you if you want to get to that level, by God, you needed to toughen up, like you know. What what and this is a general question, Larry. It's not because I I'd often have been talking to to Doctor Khan and he would have described you not in a bad way uh, as insane. Some of the way you came back from injuries and what you went through and how you would have played on in games. What actually drove you in general? Were you always driven? Were you always kind of pushing yourself to the limit from a very young age, or did that build as you went along? I suppose from a young age I was I was driven like my my mother the Lord of Mercy she used to say I was I was mad like you know so um, you know started off serving my time as a started off serving my time as a carpenter on the building sites and, and you know it was tough going that time like you know you 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 were working I was leaving home at 
half five in the morning, like walking a good bit of a distance before I got a lift. And, and then, you know, I'd be working on the buildings then from eight o'clock to six, like in the evening time. And then I, I, that time I was on the Killeer, I came on the Killeer team very young, like, um, my first national league game was 1979, like, and, um, that's when there was games played before Christmas. And I was only 16, believe it or not, like, um, I marked a guy, Jerry Canellan, uh, from Roscommon. And uh, Jerry was a hell of a player, like, um, and that was a fantastic West Common team. But I suppose driven, uh, just driven to succeed, get trying to get the best out of myself, and and um, just I suppose all of the things that 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 I was doing, I was working on the building sites. So I was I was uh, eventually got into a. It wasn't too many gyms that time, but I got into a gym in Nias when it opened by. I buy two army guys and and Dermot Early, the Lord of Mercy, and put me in touch with those. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd say you're right, Tomas. There had to be a sense of madness there. <laughs> I, I used to be running around the, the NAS race. I used to be running around the NAS race course at, at night time, and the, 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 the lights from the street lights used to shine in a bit there from the NAS race course. So I used to go down there and run that myself. And Sunday mornings, then I used to run in, in Punchestown race course. And, and um, yeah, I, I suppose I, I I just wanted to make sure like that I was ready because as I said I was looking at matches when I was young going into Crow Park and those games I mentioned like and, you know I, I I needed to be ready like if I was going to have any kind of a a say against those fellas you know. Jesus, when you say it there, and I read your book, Larry, and. Christ playing with Kildare seniors at 16. They, if you listen to enough fellas, they'd say that 16 is too young to be playing minors now. But you were playing senior football at 16, in 1979. And when you put it into perspective, my first match ever for Kerry was in 1998 against Cork, who you were managing at the time, and you played the same day. So from 79 to 98, it was a fair span like you didn't, I know you had a couple of serious injuries along the way, but to be able to play at the highest level for that length of time, Christ, was, was, and you didn't go easy on the body. Like you trained hard throughout your career, didn't you? You liked pushing the body like. I did. I, I did, Tomas, for sure. Look, um, I suppose a lot of a lot of fellas trained hard and, you know, I was probably no different, but, but look, uh, just, just, just enjoy pushing myself hard, and 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 felt like that. I suppose I just felt confident, like that, when I went into play games. Then that I was, you know, I was ready, and I felt maybe that, you know, I was maybe hopefully a bit ahead of, of some guys. But you know, like um, I learned a lot over the years. Like I learned a lot. Of, I learned a lot about that time. There's no no real protection. Like so you get cleaned out of it. Like and and sure, the umpire, the lines man, will be looking at you. And, so you could be getting bloody carted off in an ambulance, like, and, and there was no yellow cards or, or red cards or anything like that. And you'd wonder at times that had, had the referee forgot to, to, to bring the whistle with him, like, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, you, 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 you needed to be tough, like, you know, you needed to be tough, like, to survive, like, and, um, you know, I was coming out to a Kildare team, like, that uh, were playing again, the likes of Offaly, who were a serious team, uh, Dublin were a, a serious team with the likes of Brian Mullins and those fellas still hanging in there and, and, and still going strong. Um you know, but I was I I I, I, I suppose went to come on to this Kildare senior team early and um 
you know, lucky enough, I, 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 I was able to stay on the, the Calera team uh, all, all of that time and um, then played Raver Cup when I was the following year at 17. Um, made my debut up in, up in uh, Breffney Park again, Ulster, uh, when, when Raver Cup was really strong, like when there was 30,000 people I had and another five or 6,000 outside the ground couldn't get in. Um, Greg Blaney was, 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 was made his debut. Greg Blaney made his debut for for Ulster um, the same day. He was a year older than me, and uh, you know he was a hell of a player. Like so, um, you know I I would have rated the likes of uh, Matt Connor. Now I played with Matt, um, Brian Mullins. Like um, you know they, they they were serious players. Like there was and, uh, and yeah. I suppose grew up then, grew up then the most with the likes of the Mead team. Like you know Mick Lyons, Joe Castles, Colin O'Rourke. You know they all played Raver Cup. Like they were. Richie Connor of Offaly, Parry Dunn, like, uh, just like serious men, like, you know, serious men, like, and, and uh, you know, I played in Raver Cup finals, like, when there was 65,000 people at them, like, you know, and uh, lucky enough then, believe it or not, one, uh, Leinster had won a Raver Cup for, um, it was 13 years, and uh, we eventually won it in, 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 in 85, uh, before I emigrated to America, uh, and, and Brian Mullins captain the team. Um, so, um, yeah, and, and look, uh, I, I was, I was, I suppose. Look, I, I, I took a bit of a bad. We took losses with Kildare. We did, we didn't win any Leinster championship with Kildare. Won another twenty-one Leinster championship with Kildare. Uh, took a lot of battering losses. Uh, we had to pick ourselves up, uh, get on with it. Uh, but I think I, uh, you know, I, I certainly learned from the best, and and um, it toughened me up in life, you know. It was about five or six years, six or seven years you probably played with Kildare, Larry, and then the story would be that you went to, you travelled to New York with work, times are tough, but you were still travelling over and back playing with Kildare then for a certain amount of time, weren't you? Well, um, 1985 I went and um, I suppose uh, I was captain of the Kildare team, I, I had no work, uh, I was unemployed. And um, they told me that they'd bring me back for um, for the Leinster semi-final again, Mead. So uh, Eamon O'Donoghue was the manager. Um, he contacted me when I was when I was uh, living in America and asked me would I come back, and that the county board were looking after my my ticket. So um, yeah, that's how it kind of started. And, and sure, look, the story is there in relation to um, what happened and when I did come back. That. They left me high and dry, so um, I just felt kind of um, just felt hurt. Um, I suppose when you when you give so much to Galera for for six years and more before that, I played three years minor, uh, played five years on the twenty one, uh, and then six years senior. So um, you know, I lost two Leinster finals in a week. I lost the minor final to Mead. Uh, by two points, and I lost uh, another twenty-one final the following week to Dublin by a point. So, um, you know, I just just felt hurt. Just felt hurt. I mean, you, and at the time I was I was enjoying America, and I liked America, and, and that's when I left and went back on the plane. Uh, when Kildare left me high and dry, and only for uh, Donald Gallagher, who was uh, another fantastic friend of mine that passed away this year. Um, you know, he, he, he had, I had kind of alarmed him about Kildare, but he had a, a ticket reserved for me. So uh, only for that, I was I was stuck. But um, 
look, I came, went back to America and I was very happy in America and uh, I felt that was it for my intercounty career and it was over and I was, uh, look, I, I was look, I wasn't criminal crying about it. I was hurt deep down, but um felt my life was in New York then and I was going to stay there. Is it is it too e- was it, would it have been too easy, Larry, to say that had had Kildare treated you that little bit better that you would have would never have played with Cork? Sure, well, no doubt. Like it, it just it just so happened that um, they never came into my mind. And when I went back to Kildare, or when I went back to New York, and uh, uh, it just so happened then that my life then turned upside down. Then when. When I met guys from um, Castlehaven over in New York, and they were playing with uh, Donegal, so and I was playing with Donegal and Parik Dunn had emigrated. That was a great friend of his and from 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 Offaly, and um, so we all kind of were based in New York, and I was only kind of talking to those fellas then that that um, I suppose it, it, it led to a joke at the start, and then it just it got a bit serious. Then I suppose and. Look, I said, you know, I was, I was never, I was never, I suppose, I never shied away from a challenge, and I always loved the challenge. And sure, like when they said, come back and play uh, with Castlehaven, and one year I said, you know what, I hadn't been back for three years, and I, I said, look, I'll, I'll give it a go, and, uh, and I was never, it was never to go back and play with Cork, it was to go back and play with the Haven, and, uh, and play club for the summer, and, and. Uh, See my mother and father that I hadn't seen for a long time, and uh, and spend a few months at home, and and that was it. But a lot of things then happened, you know. Twas twas I know uh, Francis Collins, and twas Francis's brothers Anthony and and Vincy. Twas like when I used to to come to Cork initially. I used to I don't know was it a good thing or a bad thing, but I'd be hanging around the Nemo lads, the older Nemo lads in around town. Larry, and you got to know him. Was it a matter, like, and I'll come back to New York in a second, was it a matter of getting to know the lads and uh, getting friendly with them and over a few years, bang, yeah, I'll go and do this, like, because was it ever on the horizon to come back and play with Castlehaven and Cork? Cork wasn't mentioned as of yet. It was just to go back and play with the Haven, was it? That was it, Tomas. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't believe me, and I said it in the book that you know, the guys you mentioned there, the Collins is like Anthony and Vinci and it was Martin Connolly and Martin O'Mahony. There was four of them over in New York and believe it or not from a small club, Castlehaven. So like, uh, particularly Anthony Collins, like uh, Anthony was so passionate. He was nearly as, he was nearly as bloody mad as what I was. But um, he just, every time he talked, he talked about Castlehaven and Jesus, like I had no clue where Castlehaven was. It could have been bloody and, in, in Timbuktu, for all I knew, I never heard of it. Um, so, you know, just just a passion for it. And, you know, they said they were all going home and they were all going to commit next year and, and give it a go to see could they win a county. So, sure, look, uh, one thing led to another. It became started off as a bit of a joke and a bit of fun. And, and then it's, do you know what? I, I was, I was, January 1987, I was training and it was snowing in New York and, and I ran into this shop and I was really playing good football out there and really in good shape. And you know what? I said to myself, you know what? If I don't go back now and play for a few months and see my folks, uh, my mother hadn't been well. She 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 had, you know, she had rheumatoid arthritis all her life. She had other complaints. And um, I just, I was a real family man. And um, 
I just said, look, if I don't go back now, I'll never go back. And it was probably, you know what, it was probably a, a, a good way to kind of go back and, and try and, you know, play for another club because Kildare never kind of came in, never never entered my head that because of what happened. And I said, look, and it wasn't a case of going back to play with a county. So I said, you know what, I said, I'll, I'll sign that transfer form. I'll go back for a few months. Uh, what have I to lose? Uh, see my folks and I'll come back to America again and, and that's really the way it happened and uh, it was an innocent way it was it was whatever way you'd like to call it but i suppose it just 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 maybe obsessed to go back and see how i would how i would play to in maybe a different county and um and you know i was putting two and two together and actually i heard it i heard a nike alan and i heard a john cleary and i heard a mike mcguire and mick burns they had been trekking on the cork teams uh dennis cleary another guy that had been on the under 21 team so I said, Jesus, put five of them together. And I said, four, the lads over there is nine. And I said, myself, ten. Jesus, we, we, we'd have ten good players anyway. So surely we'd be able to get, get a few more. So um, I said, look, you know what? I'll go back and I'll give it a go. And um, that's, that's, that's the way it happened, you know. Oh, that time, Larry, and I'd always be fascinated with it. I, I, whatever it is, there's an electricity over in New York that it's just a, a town that never sleeps. There's, it's unbelievable. But that time, and I know it was hard times in Ireland at the time, but that was the golden era of Gaelic Park. It was the kind of time where there was an amount of players, if, if they weren't living over there and playing over there, they were coming over there. I'd say there was some level of football over there how long, like, was was it, was it a, a good standard? Was there lots of fellas going over there? What did you like? Did you enjoy the football over there? Cheers, was brilliant. Actually, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, standard was great. Um, crowds in Gaelic Park at that time, you would have eight to ten thousand people there every Sunday. Um, the, the matches were great. Um, we had a great side. We 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 had a very much home based team. Uh, very seldom we we bring out players like which you were entitled to do. Like uh, towards the end of the year, teams would bring out maybe four or five or six players from from Ireland. But uh, I think the first year I was there, the only guy we brought out was was Pat Spillane, and uh, and then another year we brought out Jacko. And um, um, yeah, standard was great. Um, I, I love Gaelic Park. I, I just loved it. It was tough stuff. It was hard. Um, but geez, the amount of people that you used to meet like afterwards and sure you, you wouldn't know who you'd meet. Like you would be, you, you could be your next door neighbor in the old bar there in Gaelic Park. And, you know, John Kerry O'Donnell, the Lord of Mercy, he was a great old character. And, and uh, there was an old band just to start there. Yes, it was often. Often Tomas, I said, geez, I said, I'm working tomorrow at, at six o'clock. I said, geez, I better get out of here. And uh, bloody hell, I'd be still there at 10 or 11 o'clock at night time. And, and, and she couldn't leave it because, like, you, you, geez, you'd be meeting fellas like that. Um, you wouldn't even know we're out there. Like, guys that were your next door neighbor, guys that you might have played with in school, they were, for, they were coming from everywhere. There was playing loads coming over from Ireland every week, every day. And where did you go then? Where did people go? You didn't have to be a footballer. You didn't have to be a hurler. You came to Gaelic Park to to get a, get a stand in, whether it was looking for work, whether it was looking to, to, to get somewhere to stay. Um, 
it was just a, an incredible place like it was just a magic magic place and geez every sunday i used to go into it i used to love it like i used to love it like it was just um just a brilliant atmosphere um the old subway lines as you know tomorrow i played out there a good few times like the old subway lines going across and geez we we we, we we'd have to crack one day that that uh, whoever hit the ball like, again the subway that they'd be drink ped for them all night but <laughs> we, i don't think anyone's got i don't think anyone's got, got near it but we tried it a few times because we we used to be maybe winning a couple of games easy and we'd, we'd, we'd be floating balls as high as we could to see if we hit the subway but uh, we, we couldn't manage it but, but um no, we we, 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 we hadn't we had major success out there in times that were brilliant, like um there's an old saying the eighties were brilliant for music, but by God they were brilliant for Irish people. And um yeah. I just I just loved every I loved every minute of it. We won the New York Championship in eighty five and so before I got out of the dressing room at all, I, 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 I couldn't see where I was going, I was drunk. You know, it was just uh <laughs> it was just uh, it was just brilliant. Like in '85, we won it. '86, we won it. '87, we won it. '88, we won it. I went back there then after coming back to four years in a row. Like it was, I never, I never beaten there, Tomas, which was an incredible because the Durandor the, the championship on a league basis, and it started in April and it finished in in in, in October. And um, look, um, there was nights, there was there was days. I, I I there was days I went to work or nights I went to work. Uh, or or the next morning, and I didn't sleep uh, the night before. So, um, but look, there were, there were brilliant times, I suppose. And, uh, and I'll never forget. The Santa was good. How would you say Santa the standard? Was good. Um, I would say the standard. I tell you the standard. Though, like we 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 had a serious side, and we had a team that were 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 all kind of based over there, like and working over there, and. The Warden guys like they were commuting uh, for weekends. Even the likes of Mark McHugh and Anthony Malai, I I I slag them because like when they come over in '86 and they came there for the summertime, they were over for three or four months, and they couldn't make our team. They were subs on the 1986 team. Uh, we beat Kevin in the final, and um, uh, Kevin had a, an array of talent. I did about eleven senior intercounty footballers out like, and and uh, standard was very good, very high. Uh, and we went back in 87 then on a tour to see could we measure up the teams at home and uh, we toured we went to be played Cork this was in May you now when teams were preparing for championship uh, we went we made sure like that we went and we wanted to pit ourselves again into county teams uh, at our strongest and we played Cork down in Clannacilty we beat them easy we beat them by 6 or 7 points we played the uh, Leash who were the league champions like only a year or two before that uh, up in Port Leash, we beat them by two points. Uh, we went over to Mayo, uh, played uh, Mayo over in Castlebar. We beat them by three points, and we went up to Donegal. And I probably no, 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 no disrespect to Donegal, but they were probably the weakest team of the four, of the, the three other teams we played. But we we were getting a bit tired at that stage, so um, we ended up drawing a match with them up in up in Bally Buffet. But the crowds that turned out to these matches were fantastic, like, and. Um, yeah. But it was just a brilliant time, and and uh, you know that team, that Donegal team over in New York, was quite capable of pitting themselves against the best here in Ireland. Like we we had a fantastic kind of relationship, fantastic. You know the way if you're going to win at, like you know you could have the best fifteen fo footballers in Ireland, but they might never win at in fire because like the 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 the, the appliance of a team takes uh, certain ingredients, like and. Uh, 
you know, I, I think we had that kind of ingredients. Like, we'd never said die on the field, and it was great friendship and great morale built up within the squad. And, uh, you know, it was just a, just a brilliant time. And, like, and, uh, you know, I, you know I, I was kind of in that, and I, was, I was loved it, and uh, I was very happy there. Oh, are, were most of those fellas, Larry, Irish, obviously, over there? Did a lot of them stay over there, or a lot of them come home? Oh, a lot of them stayed over there. Like I'd say, even to this day, I'd say seventy-five percent of them are still over there. The guys that I played with, you know, guys like that would have came from. There was a guy from Carlow, there, fantastic footballer Kevin Madden. You know, there was another guy from Carlow, there, Larmalai, fantastic footballers. Pat O'Toole, a Wicklow, like uh, um, Ewan McIntyre, uh, Donegal, Lanty Mal- Lanty Malai, brother of uh, of Anthony's. Um, you know, you 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 Eugene McNulty from Down, like one one and on the twenty title, on the twenty one title with Down, uh, back the years. But he he's been out there since, like, Dennis uh, uh, which Yet you you know what you had? You had an awful lot of players, like from kind of unsung counties in a way. Like there weren't as many. Okay, Cork were 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 represented high. Uh, we had nobody from uh, we had nobody from Kerry apart from the few times that we brought out Spillane and 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 Jacko. For, for for the games towards the end of the games which you were entitled to bring out three weekend players like but uh, generally speaking like you uh, didn't cross our fellow out there in your travels is your party did he did he <laughs> wasn't out there playing football he was I suppose party party played uh, party played did he play with Kevin out there a couple of times I think he played with Kevin um as far as I know I know Joe Power and and uh, went out a good few times and played with Kevin um but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I would have, I would have come up again, party you know, the Lord of Mercy, a good few times now. Even playing with Kildare, like when when Kildare played national league again, Kerry, you know, I played again, party a few times. Even even at that time. Probably. Yeah, they they were like, sure. You if you started in '79, you were in the middle of it. How did the how did the I know you came home and, and was Castlehaven and you did well. Were, were you home long then before? Cork started knocking on your door, Larry. <laughs> Couple of hours. <laughs> uh, you see, I, I had known um, Billy Morgan was in America at the time I was there. He was there in. He, was, he, he went back in '86. Yeah, we played. He played for Leitrim, and um, you know uh, he worked in a pub down there called Rosie O'Grady's on Manhattan. Um, so. Um, he would have known me, um, met him a good few times. So uh, Billy had come home and had taken over the Cork job in 87. So I suppose uh, like that now, uh, Francie Collins, I suppose, and, and, and Donny Collins, another brother that would have been at home here in Ireland, they, they would have been friendly with, with, with Billy Morgan. So um, I'm sure Billy knew when I got on the flight in, in, in New York to come home that uh, he wanted to have a talk to me. But... Uh, I think the man that really kind of, you know, got to transfer through, and it was a case that I had been rang two weeks before that by uh, Francis Collins and uh, said like that Frank Murphy wanted to, um, he had been on in relation to the transfer, so he said, look, he said, there's no point in transferring this guy at club level; it'll take too long. He said the intercounty transfer would be a lot quicker. So Frank was no fool like this. Frank, Frank was no fool. Like he, he had known about me. I suppose playing with Kildare and 
said maybe this guy might play with Cork, we might twist his arm. So I, I think maybe um, between uh, Frank, I think influence, I think, and, and getting on to Billy, I'd say. And Frank was a selector at that time as well in 87. So, uh, you know, he was thinking ahead maybe like that. It might be a chance like that I might play. So Francis Collins had kind of told him he's only coming back to play with the club. So, um, but as I said, I wasn't long. I wasn't long in 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 Ireland when or in Cork when uh, when Billy Morgan uh, met me. Yeah. So and when and initially, when well, initially, Tomas, I, I I met Billy down in in Skibbery and Golf Club and and. Um, uh, he said to me, "Will you come and join the car panel?" And, and I said, "No." I said, "No, no, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not going to do that." I said because I said I'm only here for a few months, and uh, I, I, I refused him, and said like that. Uh, I, you know, I just been honest. I, I knew I was. I knew what was required at inter-county level. I'd been there before with Kildare, and I knew, and uh, I was coming back to play with the club, and I didn't want to be getting myself, uh, or, or, or kind of treating them badly that I wasn't. Uh, wholeheartedly committed to staying and that was in my head like my 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 first initials was i was coming over to play with Haslevin, and whenever they were knocked out of the championship i was going back to going back to new york so but um frank and billy were on to me again and and uh they asked me to come up to training when i just not to go onto the panel but just come up and and have a go and see what you thought so I went up with Niall. I remember Niall Callan was doing courier service at the time, and Jiz, we, his old van, and Jiz, the, the 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 wheels. I thought I'd never get up the road because the, he had so much stuff in the he had so much stuff in the van that the wheels were nearly down to the bloody punctured. Uh, but um, we made a good few deliveries along the way, and um, we <laughs> got to Parky Key. But that was, yeah, but we got to Parky Key, and I was dreading the transition because. Um, you know, Cork could be a big team, like a big county. And, you know, I had come from bloody Kildare, like it wouldn't have had the success like the Cork would have had. So, you know, I would have been intimidated like that. You know, what was ahead of this training session, even though I was just going up to just kind of go through it and see what I thought. But, um, Niall was saying to me that it was going to be a brutal session. It was, it was of a Monday night, I'll never forget it. And um, so, but we, 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 um, we done a few things anyway. We done a mile of a run and four laps, and uh, I got on okay. I, I kind of, you know, headed the posse without too much fuss, and um, <laughs> uh, of course, of course, Billy was a bit surprised like that, you know, that probably I was so far ahead of the rest. Even though the Munster Championship was only three weeks time again, Limerick, they were playing Limerick in the, in the Munster Championship first, and. Um, so he said we'd do another mile run because he said like that I, I certainly wouldn't be able to last the next one. So I think I lapped him even worse the second time around. So um, I, said, I said to Billy afterwards, I said, Jesus, I said, I wouldn't like to be training that bunch. You know what I mean? So I was just kind of slagging him, you know what I mean? I was just kind of slagging him. But, um, you know, that's kind of where it started. And, and then I suppose they, they, they were hot and heavy then to try and get me uh, get me involved and and, uh, and and at that stage when I trained believe it or not I, I, I wasn't I wasn't transferred you know my transfer was being held up and and the Kildare County Board were making a big issue of it and uh, uh, Seamus Aldrich had, had, had put a lot of um, 
had put a lot of things in front of the transfer to make sure that it wouldn't go ahead. But um, uh, knowing Frank, Frank made sure like that he'd, he'd get it over the line. And uh, it was amazing. Then he rang me of a Friday night that Jez is coming up. Now, would you believe now? Today is the 12th of June, Tomas. This is, this is hard to believe. And he rang me on the 12th of June, 1987. And I was living down in Union Hall. And he said, will you come tomorrow up to Dublin? Uh, because I, I had threatened to go back to America because my, my transfer wasn't going through. And uh, he said, will you come up to uh, Dublin tomorrow? Corker playing Dublin. Bring your gear. It looked good, he said. So I didn't think it was ever going to be bloody talking out for, for Cork. Yeah. So he said, it looked good. So... I went up anyway, and believe it or not, the next day, the 13th of June, which is tomorrow, and I, is, is, the, is my birthday, believe it or not, right? And uh, Jesus. I went up on the train, I went up on the train the 13th of June, which is bloody tomorrow, and I was with the Cork team, didn't know any of them apart from, and actually knew, I didn't really know Niall that well, because I was only, met him a couple of times, and uh, since I'd been at home, and the only guy I knew and I hadn't seen him for over three years was Shea Fahey. Shea Fahey at Giant Cork. I, that was my first time to meet Shea in over three years. And I went up on the train and it was, I suppose, a bit odd, like, you know what I mean? And, and I had bloody gear in my bag and, and, or, or with me. I just threw it over on top of the train and sure, little did I think that I was going to be talking over and like that. So I went into the dressing room in Parnell Park. We were playing Dublin in, in a challenge match. And Frank Murphy came in, and I think the game was to start at two o'clock. And he came in around quarter past one, and he came over to me and he gave me the biggest shake hands you ever uh, you could ever see. And he said, "Welcome to Cork." He said, "Your transfer went through." He said, "A half an hour ago," and transfer went through the day of my birthday, nineteen eighty-seven, and I tugged out, <coughs> and I played with Cork the same day, and I marked a guy called Eamon Heary. You've probably heard of him. Oh, Jesus Christ, a hard man. <coughs> a hard man, so they, they weren't getting any easier as I was getting older. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, Larry, Kerry were after winning. Kerry were after winning the All-Ireland in 86. And you went yeah. and came on and 87, you were there. I'm not saying, did you think even that time, because Kerry were, were probably... The, the, that great team was coming to the end but I don't think a lot of people would have still thought was there a confidence I know maybe ye grand but did other people think that ye were going to be the force that ye were in 87 I'd say not really no I, I, I would have thought like that Cork were uh, I suppose Cork had been the underachievers again Kerry like they had been Sure, like for nearly the guts of 15 years, like Kerry were winning the Munster Championships and beating Cork, apart from 1983, um, when Tyke Murphy scored the goal. But I suppose there was no sense of confidence, really, in 87. Um, we had played in Limerick. I played in Limerick in my first match. And, you know, I didn't bloody perform at all. I was terrible. I was, I was playing and there was, a, there was a crowd come up from there was a crowd come up from Castlehaven to see me play because I hadn't played any game at Castlehaven. I got transferred and all of a sudden I was playing with Cork before I played with Castlehaven. And um, I played again in Limerick that night. It was Saturday evening, first Munster Championship game and I was terrible. 
and uh, there was a crowd. The story has it going back down anyway. Uh, the 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 Collins, some Dinty Collins, I think, or Bernard Collins, another one of the brothers, was going down in a, in a bus or in a, in, a, in a car, load of people, and the word was, "Geez, we we we." We we expected too much. He's only he's only he's only very fair. So he said like that. He he might do okay for the club, but <laughs> he, he would, he'd have no hope. He, he'd have no hope in the county team. So, um, but I went back down home that night. Um, I was living in Union Hall, and the field down below us was called the Black Field, and uh, it was just down below the church. And um, Usually, I used to always like going. Jesus was mad to train the different things, but I always loved going for a few drinks after a game. I, I was always uh, that's the way I always was, and meeting the supporters and meeting the players, and just loved that. I loved the the, the, the I loved the chat about games. I can probably Teddy and myself in a way like going back to Teddy were kind of like that, and um, so. But I was so annoyed the way I played, and 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 and, and there was a guy in the stand that night. Uh, a guy from from Glen Rovers, uh, uh, a guy called Paddy Welch, a small little man, and geez, he needed no microphone anyway at the same night, but he he roared out of the out of the heavens, go back to bloody Kildare and I brought it down. So I looked up at him <laughs> and I said, I hope, I said I hope to see you in my head in four weeks' time when we're playing Kerry. You know what I mean? So I kind of. I, I'm not saying I kind of took Limerick lightly because everyone's saying like that. Jesus, I, I, I think I even trained the day before that again. Limerick. I'm not making any excuses now because it was terrible on the night. But, uh, but anyway, I went back down home that night and, and Jesus, I never went for a drink tomorrow and I, uh, it wouldn't be like me, you know what I mean? I'd like to have an old drink after a game and, and stuff. And Jesus, I got up at six o'clock the next morning and I went down to the Blackfield and, and Jesus, I, I ran like mad for two hours. He's belted again the goalpost. And fucking, anyone seen me this day? This guy was uh, fit for the madhouse, you know. But um, <laughs> just in my head, that guy that showed at me, I just said, "I'm bloody gonna answer you the next day." But anyway, we we four weeks later, thanks be to God, um, they picked me again anyway, and I was picked centre forward, and uh, I was playing on Tom's plan, and. Um, and uh, look, things went well for me, and uh, uh, match was an incredible game. Uh, we led all the way, uh, and then, of course, Mike Sheehy uh, trickled in a goal uh, to put them a point ahead. And his Delarda Merson, John Cairn, is another fantastic guy. Um, had the ball kicked out, amazing, he kicked the ball out that time. He kicked it out so quick. They're talking about quick kickouts now. He kicked the ball out so quick. I think the bomber was hanging out with the crossbar celebrating and John Cairns hit the ball kicked out and he kicked the ball and he kicked the ball out to Moss. He was a right footer kicker and he kicked the ball out with his left and he kicked it about 45, 50 yards. And we we won the ball in midfield and the ball was kicked in and John O'Driscoll was foul inside and um and it was a it was a handy enough free to to, to kick over for, for to equalise the game. And uh the, the it was replay and uh we went into the dressing room and in fairness to Billy, when everybody seemed to be a little bit downbeat after leading all the way, in fairness to Billy, he, he, he said, we'll finish the job next week in Killarney. And uh, we, we the replay was the following week in Killarney and uh, thanks be to God, you know what I mean? That was the start. And do you know what I think, Tomas, when you go through games and you know yourself, you've been through 
you've been through the rigor yourself in, in big games and different things to turn the tide. But you know what? In a way, that drawn match made us because we had to go to Killarney the following week and so Clark Jesus sort of got slaughtered down there all the time. So uh, we went down there and to beat them down there and we bet them convincingly by six points. And uh, yeah. we were inside in the dressing room anyway afterwards and uh, uh, they were going back in the bus because we were, they were, they were staying at one of the Castle Ross Hotel out there by the... the, the golf club was a little bit away from the town the team were for a meal and I think I think Teddy said by Jesus he said we're not going to bloody go on any bus I'm walking up to town anyway to have a few drinks I want to make sure that, that I want to rub this, rub this in as much as I can so I went up to town with him and a few, a few other fellows went up to town and Jesus we had we had a mighty crack we, we had no dinner but we had a mighty crack in a, there's, there's, no, there's no better place <laughs> There's, there's no better place than Killarney anyway and you know what that was the without doubt that was the makings of the team Tomas I think going yeah. forward you know it often is up you know you kicked on Larry you were the dominant it was two teams for the next three or four years yourselves and meet and that I know that there's a fierce bond there and even the last day talking to a couple of lads they showed up in strength um, when poor John Kerns and and again Teddy there's a fierce connection there now between you two groups but back then there was it was it was harem scarem like it, there was a right rivalry there wasn't there a nasty rivalry like look it was <laughs> it was cruel like it was cruel there was no there was no point in sitting on the other like freaking I like there was like I knew me inside out like um I played with them since it was 16, 17, 18 years of age, like, and Shea Fahey had been similar, like, so we, we had no, we, 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 we knew Mead inside out, like, like, and the one thing I always said about Mead, like, that, Jesus, they'll hammer the hell on you in the field to win, like, but if you hammer them, they won't complain, they get up and they get on with it, and, yeah. you know, uh, I always admired Mead, and I knew what was coming down the line, like, even though Kerry were um, a massive team to beat in the Munster Championship, and there were always a massive stumbling block to Cork. And you could see, like, that, I suppose, with the exception of myself and Shea, we, we hadn't suffered that bereavement, as you call it, again, Kerry for so long. So, like, we were treating Kerry differently. I, you know what I was, when I played against Kerry, Jesus, I used to love playing against him because I said, look, Jesus, I'm playing against the best here. If I can play well against Kerry, well, then I can play well against anybody, you know? So, like, um, but I think the call fellas were 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 nasty. Were, were were they were hammered so many times like that. There was a there was a lack of confidence there. But me, I knew what was coming down the line. I knew what was coming down the tunnel, and I had said it to Billy so many times like that. Look, you know these guys are a different animal. Like these guys are serious. These guys are they're they're physical. They're serious footballers, and every one of them fellas. No matter if it was a corner back or corner forward or wing forward, or whatever it is, every one of them are leaders. Like, Jesus, not talking about the guys down the middle. Like, so Jesus, you'd want the JCB to move them. Like, you know what I mean? They were bloody strong men. Like, you know, they were seriously strong men. Like, and you had the likes of Mick Lyons, Liam Harn, and Jerry McEntee, Liam Hayes, Joe Cassis at them centre forward, and Colin Moreau pull forward. Like, like, what a lineup. Like, you know, like, yeah. they, they, but, but every one of those guys like, could play football. Like, like they had a full forward line. Like I thought I'd never see a full forward line 
of the likes of Mike Sheehy, the Bomber, and the Lord of Mercy, and John Egan. But then when you when you put the likes of Bernard Flynn, Colm O'Rourke, and Brian Stafford, Jesus, they were a hell of a full forward line there, you know? Class. Like, they were brilliant full forward. So, like, there was a lot of, look, there was, there was, there was incredible friction. Like, there was, there was 87, oh, they were deserving winners in 87, but, you know, we played them again in 88. There was a, Jesus, like, it was a, it, it, a lot of sour taste, like, you know what I mean? Bitter, like. We, we, that time there was no such thing as teams traveling to New Zealand or Australia and going on trips. Like it was, you went one place and that was over the Canaries. And you, you'd only, uh, uh, t- time in, in, you only had a time in January to go or whatever. And both teams, Jesus, hard to believe. Like both teams ended up going to the same bloody spot. Like, you know, <laughs> staying in the, staying in the same places. Staying, and, and there any talk? before we left it, I tell you now what happened, and I'll be honest with you, and I said in my book that um, we had a meeting, we had a meeting, and uh, Billy said, look, and, and there was a lot of friction, uh, Billy said, look, he said, nobody fucking talked to these fellas, that's it. So I, I, I said it straight out, and I, I wasn't, wasn't going to be going behind anyone's back. I said, look at Billy, I said, I'm telling you now, I said, I'm going to talk to him. I don't care. I said, I'm going to talk. I said, I said, uh, I played again these for us since I was 16, 17 years of age. And I said, you know, I said, we have to do the talking on the field, like, and beat them, as simple as that. And I said, I wouldn't give them a satisfaction. So look, there was a, there was a big number of old fellas didn't talk, right? Or they didn't talk back either, a lot of the other fellas. But I talked away, and Jesus was like, uh, no problem. I looking met Gillick and Beggy, and we had great crack and went with drinks with them. And I met Hayes and McEntee, who would be very friendly with McEntee and Mick Lyons. So, Jesus, like these were guys like I, I grew up with. Like I played with a cup with. So like, yeah. what was the big deal? Like, if they, like, okay, the beers. Like, well, like we had to toughen up and 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 measure up to it. But you know, that was there, and it was it was as nasty as I ever seen it. Like, uh, there was there was a lot of friction. Uh, came along to eighty nine, uh, you know we won the other earn like again Mayo, but there was there was unfinished business. Simple as that. Like we did, we want to beat Mayo in the final. No, like we we, we it was great to get the other medal, but would I look at would I look at my other medal now in eighty nine if I didn't beat me? I'd be I'd have it thrown up into the attic. I wouldn't care, and I'd be honest with you. He, you know? he judged like, it on that. He judged success on that me team at the time, like. You look at Tomas, you, 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 you must, you, you said it there earlier, like, Mead and Cork were serious teams. There's no doubt in my mind that if one of those teams didn't arrive at that particular time, no doubt in my mind, Cork and Mead would have won five All-Irons, at least, at least. No, there were, there were exceptional teams, like, that's the only way to describe it. It was, it was, it was, it was two bloody well uh, machines going at one other, hammer and town, and there were serious players on both sides, like. You know, and um, they were hell. They were, even though there might have been low-scoring games, but the battles were ferocious. Like, like there was, you know, people went to see the battles of 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 of, of you know, Colin O'Rourke against Nigel and again, Liam Han against Larry Tompkins, whatever it was. You know what I mean? They went to see those battles, and there were those battles. Like, it was, it was, it was heart-wrenching stuff. Like, you know, and and like. Uh, Mead were there, we were there. We had beaten Mayo in 89. 
was there unfinished business? Of course there was. We came along then in 1990, and probably what 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 really won us the All Ireland was we played Mead in the league semi final on was it an Easter Easter Sunday. If we get up in Crow Park and Jesus Christ, there was forty thousand people there. It said thirty five thousand for was from Mead, and Jesus, the new apart from the team, it was a cruel game. It was it was it was fighting going on, belting going on. It was it was incredible. It was just a it was just a, a war zone. That's the only way you describe it. Like for a league semi final, yeah. and it was the old dressing up at that time. And Jesus, the Mead crowd came in. They were like they, they were like bloody animals coming out to eat me alive. It was like that, um, you, you know what I mean. That when I I, went, I left the dressing room, and I did the truth, and I, I like I left the dressing room at time like, and I, I'd say it was one of the last to leave the dressing room with, with Conor Conan and Billy Morgan was was uh, the, 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 the bloody meat crowd were kind of waiting for me to just look because like I suppose I grew up with them and they knew me, even though they had great respect for me, but there was a there was a bloody there was a there was a, there was a kind of a battle there with me and them like in a sense like. You know what I mean, and they they wouldn't satisfy they weren't satisfied unless they really made sure that I knew like that 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 I was hearing them that they couldn't that that you weren't going to beat me like you know, but the crowd kind of just you know you know Billy know better than I do and so Billy went to tackle about two thousand you know what I mean <laughs> he, was just, he 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 ran for them he he ran for them and just the the guards and the security and everybody was bloody well in, uh, but look, it it it, uh, it it was a nasty test that game, another nasty test getting into the bus and that train, and we heading back down and, you know, so just one thing, just before we left the dressing room that day, Billy got down his knees, and he prayed to Almighty God up in the sky, and this is the truth that people wouldn't believe it. He got down his bloody knees, and he prayed at them. I won't, I won't describe him what he called the fellas inside in the other dressing room, but he said, please God, he said, I hope those are in the final in September and we'll be there. We have unfinished business. And was that was a the, bitter taste. You, you went on and was that, that was the highlight, Larry, of a phenomenal career. Like the fact that you had the two best teams going at each other, the fact that there was a rivalry built up, the fact that there was a bit of hatred there as well, and then the fact that you had the added Kildare meet rivalry where this is a phenomenal story when you think about it. You you knew these fellas, you played Railway Cup with these fellas, and then you Captain Cork to bait him. Like, to, to some story, isn't it? Well, I don't know, but look, I was... I was I was lucky. I was lucky. I was lucky. As you know, in life like that, you know, uh, things can bounce. Things can bounce right for you. And, and look, I always say I was, I was lucky to first of all to join a magnificent club in Castlehaven, um, a brilliant county like Cork. Um, and I suppose my great days with the Haven as well, like winning their first ever county in '89, which, which they gave me the honour then. That was the old tradition in Cork that the county champions um, produced or, or or selected the the, the captain. So uh, Castlehaven uh, gave me bestowed a great honour on me uh, to captain Cork in 1990 after we won our first county in 89, and that was an incredible honour because you did have the likes of Mike Allen who was from uh, from born and raised in in in, in Castlehaven, John Cleary, you know Mike Maguire. 
you know, Mike Burns, Lord of Mercy, like these were guys that were all linked to the Cork team. So, like, um, I had magic days with Castlehaven, like, just magic days. Like, in 89 was an exceptional year, like, small little place, population of 700 people. Um, just, just, and what I had, what I had came home to do, like, to, to win a county, um, that was just a very, very special moment. Um, just to, to, to kind of, I suppose, I would just say to just finish that chapter in relation that I said to the Collins is I'd come back to Nalwini County or whatever it was. Like, okay, you'll be hoping and please God. But when it happened then, it was just magical. And, um, yeah. you know, it went on then. We, you know, we won three, won three counties and, 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 and it was brilliant. Caslaven uh, have won five counties since. Like, and, you know, the, those are the special times and the special moments. But 1990 beating me, was 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 the moment that at intercounty level where you had to prove yourself you had to stand up and be counted and you were paid again the best at that time we had come out on the wrong side uh, 87 they were deserving winners 88 i had a big question marks everything you know was against us we should have won that game we should have won the first day and we should have won the second day um you know we threw that one away uh, 89, as I said, we won again Mayo, and we won the National League that year as well. Um, and 1990, then it was Mead. And, you know, people talk about the double, like, but amazing, like, that we were so motivated for Mead, like, that the double was hardly mentioned in the dressing room in the lead into that game. Like, I don't think it was. I think that we had uh, Ken O'Brien to come in, who was the manager of the Cork team, and come in and wish us the best of luck on the, the Thursday night before we, we, we finished training. And um, but apart from that, like that, there was a magnificent focus there to, to win that game, and you know the the the, the build up to it uh, was good. Um, you know, we we I think every player knew what they had to do, and 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 that's really, you know, that's really important. And even when Colin O'Neill got sent off uh, after twenty seven minutes, so we went into the dressing room at half time. Sure, I don't think there was one player sat down on the seat. And, um, you know, the blood is boiling. You want to get back out there and finish the job. And I don't think anyone hardly even knows that Colin was sent off, even though he was having one hell of a game. Uh, but we just wanted to get out there and do the job and finish the job. And, and uh, I think that was the, the, the final moment that this car team proved themselves as a serious team. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Like, what year, Larry? Because it's often mentioned and it's, it's the stuff of... of um, when I'd be talking to Con, I love spending time with Con. the old stories that he would have. And, um, you know, he, he'd always say that he knows without even getting out to a player, he knows when there's a cruciate gone. He'll see them on the ground. He'll see them roaring. There's a different type of a pain associated with cruciate than there is with any other injury. And he'll know straight away the, player, the way a player reacts that if it's a cruciate or not. What final was it? And this is why he said, uh, when I were when we were discussing it, and he said, Jesus, but sure, he says, Larry was different. Larry was insane. <laughs> so how long did you go through? When did you actually injure it? And how long did you go through? The, the You played on with it, like? Yeah, it was, um, it was uh, about 16, 17 minutes to go in the, in the, in the final. Uh, and it's funny because uh, I'd say five minutes before that, Mick McCarthy went down, um, and and 
Mick uh, stayed down and Dr. Khan came on and Mick was after um I think going over on his ankle and 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 badly and um Dr. Khan you know shoved him off straight away so geez when I, I there was a ball that was actually played up the Hogan stand and it went out over my head of course Barry Coffey kicked him and I always said to him Jesus Christ he, if he if he had to pass the ball right he wouldn't have gone into trouble but it kicked away over my head and I had to kind of run on to it and Martin O'Connor was coming one way and I was coming the other way and you know it was a challenge uh, there was there was a, there was nothing malice in it I just I went one I went one way and my 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 knee decided to go another way and I could feel the, the crunch and I, I knew I was after doing serious damage and there was ferocious pain. I got up. I didn't even lie on the ground. I got up straight away, uh, kind of shrugged my knee, kind of uh, just, I don't know what it was that kept me going. I just said, look, you know what? It's my last game I'll ever play in my life. I have to beat these fellas. Uh, so that's, I just I just kept going. Jesus Christ. I could speak. We're, we're talking a good while now already Larry and you went from there finished off with Cork and you went managing Cork and there's another 20 minutes half an hour in that you're still managing I saw you I was at a, a minor game lately inside in the, the dike you had a good win you're still managing you're involved with the youngsters out in Bishopstown and that was a good there's there's two that was two good minor teams actually um, some very good players you had you had a great win with Bishopstown over over Nemo. You're still enjoying it. Actually, look, I, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of retirement age. I'm 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 taking things a bit easier now. I I was in the pub game for thirty four years and sold that there about a little over a year ago. So look, um, look, I I You're enjoying I, it. Enjoyed That's another thing. You're enjoying it. You're enjoying life. That's a tough game, Larry, on top of everything else. Yeah. Like, and you were at it 34. I didn't realize you were at it 34 years. That must be a big yeah. change. Yeah, like it's, it's a big change. And, and of course, I miss, I, miss, I miss the people. I miss the company. I miss, I miss the great people and great supporters that came into me for so long, for that length of time, uh, always supported me. Uh, of course, though, I, I miss that end of it but like look uh, there's a time comes and I, I wasn't able to kind of um my son is playing down all with Bishop's Town and I was dropping him to the gate of Bishop's Town and maybe having to go into work and 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 then my daughter was into other things and 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 you know your kids are, are, are gone and grown up and you you don't really see their development and you don't really see them the way you should be seeing them and look I I my my wife has her own business and uh, and I'm lucky there um she carries the can from you know she's the, the 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 bread and butter winner now but look i'm just sort of delighted now that i was able to kind of go back and and you know help out in some in some little way or, or a bit of experience of of, of what i've what i of what i've gone through and, and the enjoyments that i got like you know like sometimes all of this can pass you by and 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 you 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 maybe wish that you should have put a bit more back into it and um uh, you know, I get great. I got great thrill out of being involved with the lads there in Open Bishopstown at underage level there now, and and uh, it's it's a new lease of life. It's a new lease of life, and and uh, I enjoy that now going up there, and and I can go up there without any pressure. You now I can go now. I love going now, and I watch my son playing there now, and and uh, just have no pressure of rushing to work or rushing 
I have to go and, and do other things and, and I'm able to watch him and see him grow and see him develop and so they're the most important things in your life, like you know what I mean? Your family is your family is number one. As I always say to players like that when they play like, you know, um you're doing this for the loved ones, for your for your people, for for of course you love your club and, and, and you have to love your club. Um club has to be number one, but before that your family is number one. They have they have brought you to this. They have they have brought you up. They have encouraged you to have done everything for you. Like, and you know, there's no better feeling to, to, to be successful and and to enjoy it with your family. Like, and uh, I think that's 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 special that we all go through. I tell you, Larry, I've I've been in Cork a long time, long enough time now for me, but. I always love meeting you, whatever it is. And you said it a couple of times there earlier on. You love talking football, and I love talking. Whatever it is, the time just goes so so quickly when I'm talking to you. I enjoy your company. Um, I I like to thank you for I like you. I saw it somewhere written lately, where you're you're was voted the the greatest Cork footballer of all times you'd be up there and one of the greatest footballers of all time I don't know what it was it was the hardness but it was also the fact that you were you had so much football in you and it was the mental toughness it was the whole package um, I'd like to thank you thanks so much Larry for coming on it was a pleasure to have you on Coral it was of course thanks to Airgrid without them all this wouldn't be possible Airgrid are a proud partner of the GA since 2015 and if you've missed any of this season's or last season's episodes you can click on the link in the bio. Larry, Goramila Mahagat, and we'll have a we'll have a cup of tea the next time and we'll we'll finish off a few more, uh, more of just, those stories. Um thanks a million for coming on. Can I just say all the best. Can I just say one last can I just say one last thing there, Tomas? Um yeah. just just for and 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 this is for your own your own family and, and friends, just to and you mentioned there earlier like this, you know, party, I'd play against party, um I managed again, Paddy. Um, just uh, an incredible guy, an incredible friend. Um, great crack, as we know. And um, to all your, to all your family, like you, you've always showed the courtesy and the friendship, and uh, I suppose the loyalty, which is, are very special in in people. And uh, I certainly admired all of you guys playing, like and and and, and Mark, Dara, yourself, and. You know, I'm sure there's lots of people who've got massive inspiration from all of you guys playing, and uh, just just been a pleasure like to to, to have known all of you because it's 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 that type of bond that makes makes people enjoy the game even more. No matter you know, as I said earlier about the confrontations is and the, and the, and the, the attitudes on the field and the will to win. I think they are very special, but. I think what really makes the person is the, the friendships of it. And uh, just uh, thanks to yourself, Tomas, and all your family. They've always been exemplary in that. And uh, and uh, look, enjoy being on your show. It's been brilliant and uh, reminiscing about things. So thanks again. Brilliant, Larry. It was always, I think you were the same. You you go on the field and you, you kill each other on the field. But like you said about that story in the Canaries, when it's off, it's off and, and we are to part of the wider GA family. Gramila Mahagat, Larry Tompkins, we'll we'll I'll catch up with you soon enough, no doubt, Larry.
Thanks again to our sponsor, Airgrid, proud supporters of the Airgrid Under-20 All-Ireland Football Championship and leaders in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy future. Don't forget to follow, subscribe and review. Gormila Mahagar.